So you're an attorney and you've decided to go out on your own. Now what? You need a plan and you're not alone. Join expert host Adriana Linares and her distinguished guests on New Solo. Tune into the lively conversation as they share insights and information about how to successfully run your law firm here on Legal Talk Network. Hello and welcome to New Solo on Legal Talk Network. I'm Adriana Linares. I'm your host. I'm a legal technology trainer and consultant. I'm based in Orlando. I love New Orleans. I'm in the law office of Barbara Leach in Orlando today. And um, we'll get to her in just a second. Talk a little bit more to Babs, as I like to call her. But before we get started, I want to make sure and thank our sponsors. Answer One is a leading virtual receptionist and answering service provider for lawyers. You can find out more by giving them a call at 800-ANSWER-1 or online at www.answerone.com. That's answerthenumberone.com. Of course, I want to thank our sponsor, Clio. Clio's cloud-based practice management software makes it easy to manage your law firm from intake to invoice. Try it for free at Clio.com, and that's C-L-I-O.com. Then there's Unbundled Attorney. It's a premium lead generation service that delivers exclusive leads directly into your inbox in real time. Looking to get more leads and grow your practice? Visit UnbundledAttorney.com today. And now it's time for our show. Hey, Babs. Hey there. So um, your name is Barbara Leach. Yes. I love calling you Babs. I love you calling me Babs. Because we're really good friends. Yes. And uh, the reason that I'm here is to sort of do a follow-up on a previous episode that we did back. We just looked. It was, um, what did I say? December 2015. Can you believe that, how time flies? No. So um, before we hop in the Wayback Machine, tell us a little bit about yourself. Well, I have a family law practice here in Orlando, Florida. I was a solo for about five and a half years. Well, never a solo. I was working with Maricela, my paralegal. And then two years ago, we had Stephanie join us as an associate attorney. So between the three of us and Brulee, the Chihuahua. Who's we, sitting right behind me. I don't know how she doesn't eat all the cookies that you have laid out on your desk. She just lays there, right? She's it's like not a real dog. So we're your legal team here in Central Florida. That's great. And then I did mention the cookies that are sprawled out. <laughs> Literally, I, I feel like I walked into a bakery. Yeah. I, I, if I hadn't been here before, I would have turned around. Been like, oh, sorry, I'm looking for a law firm, not the Babs Bakes Bakery. Right. So tell us a little bit about your side hustle, as we like to call it, although it's really quite a quite a bustling business you've got. Well, it, it keeps me off the streets and, and out of the mall. So if I'm making cookies at night, in weekends, then I'm not spending money. Of course, that premise falls apart when you look at how much I spend on cookie cutters. But I recently bought a 3D printer. So I'm going to start printing my own cookie cutters. Um, I'm excited about your 3D printer because I think we can make jewelry. What? Serious. Oh, yeah. yeah. Maybe we can also figure out how to make like demonstrative evidence and we can do that as a podcast one day. Done. It's awesome. Done. So your real quick, tell everybody, though, your your cookie business can be found where online because you ship, you bake, you make. I don't ship. Florida Cottage Laws prohibit shipping. But oh. if you speak nicely to me, sometimes I will send you free cookies. Uh, just ask <laughs> Sam Glover. He, he's, he's on the receiving end of said cookies. But uh, Facebook... Babs Bakes Bliss, because Babs Bakes is some slacker cake maker in England who won't give up Babs Bakes, although I think she's been active in the last three years, but I'm not bitter. Or <laughs> babsbakes.net. Go there 
and judge me on the crappiness of my website and know the <laughs> cookies far out exceed what you see featured there. That's awesome. Well, we'll make sure and post a picture of what's happening between us <laughs> yeah. on the page for the uh, the podcast. So I wanted to come back and talk to you about a couple things. The main thing being just how amazingly I think you treat your employees and your law firm. And I think that's probably a reflection on how you treat your clients. As a matter of fact, I can speak to that because I have referred some clients to you and they absolutely love you. So I want to talk about that. But before that, I want to tell everyone that back in December 2nd of 2015, we had you on the show as someone who was sharing office space with your best friend, Conti Moore. Mm-hmm. And so you all were sharing a printer, a receptionist. And so that whole show, if you're a listener now and just looking to figure out how to share resources and space, but still be two completely separate law firms, go back and find that episode in the new solo archives. Because that was really, I think, one of our most popular episodes oh, too. Thanks. People awesome. loved that information and I thought it was really helpful too. Well, at some point you and Conti, I want to say Conti because of New Orleans. <laughs> yes, right. There's Conti a street, street in New Orleans that's spelled the same way as Conti's name. But of course, in New Orleans, we pronounce everything not the way it looks. So it's Conti. <laughs> so you and Conti decided to get big girl law offices and just split up into, you know, t- keep your individual law firms, but just get your own offices and sort of just split. So I wanted you to just talk about that for a minute, what it's like going through a split, which I think was easier for you because you were actually two separate law firms, but you still had what, like a shared lease, maybe the printer, how do you end? So just tell us a little bit about what it was like to break apart a not necessarily whole law firm. Well, it it was hard because as you said, you know, Conti's one of my best friends and we're fairly codependent and call each other work wives. The good news is we live seven minutes away from each other. (laughs) So we're still, you know... (laughs) hitched together at our at-home level. And honestly, her office is probably seven minutes away if you get stuck at one traffic light here in Orlando. So we're very close together still. And we still collaborate in terms of big picture decision-making as to how we want to move our firms forward. I think the biggest challenge was deciding to pull the plug in the first place. And the reason behind that, quite frankly, and this is testament to Conti's awesomeness, but one of the reasons was her practice was just growing by leaps and bounds. She opened a second office. She started doing some heavy marketing that was resulting in an immediate increase in client generation. Right. And let me interrupt you just real quick to remind listeners, too, that I had Conti on. Did I do her by herself about the TV commercials? I'm trying to remember. Anyway, there's another new solo podcast where we interviewed Conti and it's C-O-N-T-I-M-O-O-R-E about the fact that she started doing TV commercials that were probably what led to a lot of much of the growth and success because those commercials were really good. And in that episode, you'll learn that she also said they kind of weren't that expensive and totally worth it. So um, just another tip for listeners to go back and find that episode if you've been thinking about TV commercials in your local area. So she had, uh, her practice was booming. She also took on a new practice area, which kudos to her about stepping outside her comfort zone Mm -hmm. as a nine-year lawyer and learning something new. Mm-hmm, so, mm-hmm. And, and she, as she does everything, mastered the hell out of that. Right. And all of that translated into growth, whereas 
I was really wanting to streamline a little bit more and not necessarily have that kind of growth. And as another girlfriend of ours commented, Conti and I were growing our practices. She was taking the elevator. I was taking the stairs. Oh, and, and I really wanted to be someplace insular and quieter where I could just control the environment a little bit more. Yeah, so that's fair. we moved here about two, a little over two years ago now. And then tell us just a little bit about looking for space and what you were, maybe the trials and tribulations of, of finding office space that's suitable for a law firm and how you ended up here. It's a very cozy, nice office with exactly the number of offices you need. I guess if you ever do decide to grow, you're going to have to expand or move to a new space, right? Well, we signed a three-year lease. Oh, excellent. And one of the reasons ultimately too that uh, Conti and I separated is because our lease had was expiring at our prior office. And when we were looking for what our next step was going to be, we first started looking for space together and Conti wanted at least a five-year lease for wherever she landed. And I didn't feel comfortable making that kind of commitment because- well, Babs, you and I do have commitment issues. <laughs> right? As much to everyone else's dismay. <laughs> Works for us, but whatever. Yeah, whatever. <laughs> so I was not willing to swallow something for more than three years. So that's why we landed here. And one of the challenges, the biggest challenges, I think, was- taking a deep breath and allowing the viewing the space and offering the letter of interest and then negotiating the terms of that and then getting an agreement, a contract in hand for me to review and then ultimately accept or decline was really hard because the clock was ticking and I wanted to make a decision yesterday. And of course, no one cares about your issues as much as you do. Well, right. So no one was operating as quickly as I wanted them to actually. But yeah, it was, we, so when you walk into the office, we have a small entryway. I intentionally, uh, I chuckle because it's, it's a very small, perhaps uncomfortable desk if you have to sit there for any length of time. <laughs> but the idea- Which is currently covered in cookies. Right, yeah. So, so nobody's actually nobody's sitting, sitting there, there anyway. Um, but the idea was to, you know, we have a couch, we have a chair, we have a coffee table. We really wanted to create an environment that was more like a living space. Yeah. I don't, it is. I don't want to be, oh, yay, I'm so glad that it works. I, I don't want to be a typical law office. I don't want you to come into stodgy, heavy reception desks yeah. with walnut furniture and paneling yeah. on the walls. I want you, know, it's stressful coming to hang out with lawyers. So let's do what we can to alleviate that stress and make people feel comfortable. You know what you need, Babs? What? A freaking chandelier. <gasps> a chandelier in that little room would be so awesome. Oh, that would be awesome. Okay, let's work on that. Yeah. Before we go on to our next segment, which you gave me a great segue for, which is you don't want to be your typical law firm, which is really the main reason I wanted to come and talk to you again. And we'll talk about that after the break. So before we go on, we're going to take a quick break and listen to a couple of messages from our sponsors. Is your firm experiencing missed calls, empty voicemail boxes, and potential clients you'll never hear from again? Enter Answer One Virtual Receptionists. They're more than just an answering service. Answer One's available 24-7. They can even schedule appointments, respond to emails, integrate with Clio, and much more. Answer One helps make sure your clients have the experience they deserve. Give them a call at 1-800-ANSWER-1 or visit them at answerone.com forward slash podcast for a special offer. Are you a family law, immigration, or estate planning attorney looking to attract new leads and retain more clients? 
Join hundreds of other solos and small firms just like you who use Unbundled Attorney to receive premium, exclusive leads delivered directly into their inbox in real time. To learn more about how their lead generation services can grow your practice, subscribe to the Unbundled Attorney Mastermind Podcast or visit unbundledattorney.com today. Okay, we're back. I'm Adriana Linares. I'm here with Barbara Leach of Leach Law. I was going to say Babs Leach Law. You should get that domain. That would be awesome. Because that's what would come out of my mouth. But your website is Bleach law.com. Tell them your tagline that you joke around. <laughs> we say bleach law because we'll clean up your messes. <laughs> so awesome. So before we left off, we talked briefly about you, the fact that you've been a solo for a while, although you have an associate now. So you're a solo plus. You always had Maricela, your trusty loyal assistant. You're partnered up in a at least an office setting with your, one of your best friends, Conti Moore, for a long time. And you've gone out and you've got your own firm now. And you said earlier that you didn't want to be a typical stodgy law firm. And well, you're a not a typical stodgy lawyer, that's for sure. And B, I know you don't like to do things in a typical way. And one of the things I've noticed just from being one of your best friends is how much you truly care about your associate and your assistant and the way you treat them insofar as the way you respect them and then you go on retreats together and you really help them do a better job for you and your clients. So I really wanted to talk about where you got the ideas to run your law firm like that, what advice you would give to other lawyers about that. You're an all-woman law firm, just some, some, some things like that. So why don't you start by just telling us a little bit about everyone else that's here, your family, because I think they really are like your family. They really are. And, and I don't know if that's a product because I don't have children, because I have a maternal well, instinct. because we have that commitment issue. <laughs> Again, back to that. Deja vu. <laughs> There's a theme here and not what we thought it would be um, <laughs> or what. But part of wanting, I knew the environment I wanted to create because I knew of what environment I would not have wanted to be in. So Stephanie came to work with us right out of law school. But, you know, as I've said to her on many occasions, she is a better legal writer and a better legal thinker as a baby lawyer than I was like three years in. So she's got a maturity and a wisdom that exceeds her experience as a lawyer and as her age. So we take advantage of that. Yes. I'm raising my hand. Yes. Um, Ms. Linares. Right. When you decided to hire Stephanie, were you looking for an associate or did someone kind of say, hey, I've got this new lawyer that I know? Or did she come knocking at your door? Or were you ready to I hire? was ready. Okay. I was past ready. Looking. In fact, I had decided in, so she started in January. I had decided the prior September that I was ready. Awesome. But as often is the case, I got too busy to do what I needed to do. As Stephen Covey would say, I was hanging out in important and urgent and not hanging out in important non-urgent categories. So although I put out feelers for resumes and I ended up with a ton of resumes, I couldn't even look at them because mm. I was so busy trying to drink water from a fire hose. So fast forward to January and I again said, I'm going to make it happen this time because I can't continue to do this. So I had started putting out resumes and I got to know Steph because she had been recommended to me by someone else who had previously interviewed her, but hadn't been in a position to make an offer yet. So Steph also reminds me of a very dear friend of mine, Megan, 
on many levels. And so she already kind of had a leg up because she was like Megan and Megan yeah. is awesome. So then, you know, Stephanie had previously sent her resume and then followed up with it again. And, and here's a tip for people who are scared about hiring. I brought Steph in and I had an interview with her and then I gave her the opportunity to do some work for me on a contract basis. Mm. She interviewed on a Friday and I said, I know this sounds crazy, but do you have any interest in doing X, Y, Z over this weekend? I will pay you because I need the help. And at the same time, I will judge your work accordingly. Right. And uh, she did. And she just she had did. such a willingness to do so. Oh. And she solved an immediate problem that I needed for that research product mm -hmm. project. But better yet, I did get a chance to review her work right. product. So for those of you who Sample are contemplating- the dough. Yeah, absolutely. Put it out there. And, and if somebody is reticent or produces mediocre work product at this juncture, you're never going to want to work with them. Right. So that's how Steph came into our lives. And then Maricela, <laughs> this is really awesome because she started working with us through Workforce Central Florida, which is a program that provided job training. So this woman went from never having worked in an office before, let alone a legal office, went from that to within the six years that we've been working together, she finished her bachelor's in legal studies and now she's a Florida registered paralegal awesome. and rules my life. Yes, she does. Thank goodness she Is does. Your friends thank her. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> we can't get anything done without Maricela's approval or coordination. I love that. So I think what's interesting is that personalities and how you interact with them are really important to you. You know, a lot of lawyers just want somebody who'll do the work. They don't need to like each other. Really almost looking for, you know, I hate to use the word, but a machine or a robot, but that's not how you operate. Well, life's too short. I mean, and you want to like the people that you're in this small space with. Well, because you're going to be stuck with them more so than anyone else. In fact, before we sat down for this podcast, I asked Maricel and Steph, I was like, so what do you guys, here's some of the things that Adriana's going to ask me about. What are your thoughts on this? Like, and be as honest as you can with your boss, which to their credit, they're, they're very good at being honest with me. But one of the things Steph said was, yeah, that we, it's important that we have a family because you're spending more time yeah. with your work family than with your flesh and blood or people you're yoked to or whomever. And just so they know, we did give them the opportunity to participate in this podcast if they so wanted to speak for themselves. Which they both said no. <laughs> <laughs> Emphatically. <laughs> well, listen, before we go on and I ask you about the cool things that you do with them and for them and for your firm and your clients, let's take a quick break and listen to another message from some sponsors. Imagine what you could do with an extra eight hours per week. That's how much time legal professionals save with Clio, the world's leading practice management software. With intuitive time tracking, billing, and matter management, Clio streamlines everything you do to run your practice from intake to invoice. Try Clio for free and then get a 10% discount for your first six months when you sign up with the code NEWSOLO10. That's NEWSOLO10. And do that at Clio.com, C-L-I-O.com. Okay, we're back. It's me and Babs. I'm sitting in the middle of Babs Bakes Bliss Bakery, disguised in the law firm of Barbara Leach Law. We've been talking about how Barbara runs her solo plus one, plus two practice. And um, I really wanted to talk about how 
not only are they your family and you all respect and really like each other, but you take retreats. Like you will take a day off. You took them all to the Clio conference. You guys have, tell us a little bit about some of the things that you do to improve teamwork, to sort of grow the bond between you and how that ends up reflecting upon the work that you do for your clients. This is going to sound bizarre and I'm okay with that. <laughs> so but am I. I'm a huge proponent in the love languages, you know, the five yeah, love languages. Totally. And I think that you should incorporate the importance of recognizing and speaking to people in their love languages at any end of the spectrum, any type of relationship. And sorry to interrupt you, but is that also an approach you use when you do family law? So your clients are probably obviously in sensitive positions. And is that an approach you use with clients as no. well? Okay, No, no not even Hell close. no. I, not I, just no, but hell no. I, Barbara uses very tough love with her clients. And I know because she's helped a couple of my friends. And I just had lunch with one of them on Friday that Barbara helped um, get divorced. If there can be a happy divorce, Barbara helped my friend do that. And she was like, I said, how, so how was Barbara? And I want to know because, you know, not only is she one of my best friends, but I want to keep sending her any other friends that need her help. And she looked at me, she goes, well, she was tough. <laughs> and she says it with that New Jersey accent. It's so cute. But then she smiled and said she was amazing. Oh, so, that's awesome. yeah. Okay. So yeah. tough love outside the office, yeah. five languages of love happening <laughs> yeah, inside yeah, the office. Yeah, yeah. It's very complicated in here. <laughs> <laughs> it really is. So the idea is, you know, I'm not a lar big, large firm. So as much as I would love to throw money at people, I can't as much as I would love to. But studies show that even if you were giving people whatever money they wanted. That or that's, think they want. Yeah, that's not enough for you to really achieve self-actualization or have independent validation. So to me, that's where I want to show people how I value them. And the way I do that is, well, I say with chagrin is more through my love language, which is presence. Yes. Than it is through theirs. And we had a lively conversation earlier where we were trying to figure out what Maricela's love language is. And her her response to that was, well, which is the love language that says, give me space? <laughs> and so we, 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 it's almost the opposite of quality time. Yeah, well, actually, we said it was quality time because it was quality time alone. We're respecting oh. her need to be alone. And and I said to her, you know, it kills me because I will give her a present to celebrate an anniversary because she actually somehow has two anniversaries with my firm. I don't really know how she finagled that, She's but brilliant. it is what it is. And so, or a birthday or Christmas or when she graduated, you know, I have to bring her a present and slip it right, to her. sneak it through. And then walk away. Like she'll never even open a card in my presence. Aww. And it kills me. Oh, you poor thing. Hey, listen, Babs, Babs, just so you know, when you need that, have that, that need filled, yeah. just give me a present. I gave you a present today. You did. And how happy was I? Right. I, see? I, so maybe every time you give Maricela a present, you should call me, give wonder, me one, and then I can give you that. You this know. is wonderful spin. I yeah. like this. Yeah. I, I like this. Right. Your listeners will benefit send, send me from presents. this. Yeah, that's, that's the takeaway. So, uh, but, you know, it's not about me at the end of the day, getting my reward from giving her her present. It's about what she wants and what makes her happy and satisfied and comfortable. And so that's one microcosmic example of a big theme though. And that is, what is it that we want to do collectively that's going to make them feel important? Yeah. And to that end, I don't know if you can see on the bookshelf over there next to the Star Wars Cheez-Its is a little candle holder mm -hmm. with popsicle sticks in it. Mm -hmm. So 
every once in a while, we all get together and we'll brainstorm ideas for things that we want to do on a retreat. And we'll write these ideas oh, on a Sharpie uh-huh. on the I popsicle the stick. And then we'll pull one out and we'll do that. Are there some in there now? Oh, yeah. Can I look? Yeah. Do you, yeah. Are they surprises for you? No, no, no. We, no, we collectively come up with the ideas. Although, do you want me to get them? Because you're attached and not going to stretch that far. Hold on. Yeah, hold on. Hold on, everybody. Babs has got to get the... Okay, here they are. All right. Wow, there's a lot. Are these full? I don't think they're all full. Well, let's see here. Right now I'm like, aren't they written on? Where the hell are our sticks? Get manicures and pedicures. Oh, that's easy. Go to the day spa at the W Hotel. Wow, somebody's got some magic taste. I'm like, I think you added that one into it. Is that the <laughs> zip lining one? Zip lining is here. Yeah, well, we did that once. Never again. Oh, yeah, cruise. Oh, two-day cruise. cruise. Wow, man. These yeah. girls know what to ask for. I like yeah. it. Oh, the pottery one. Maricel, you know, we can't talk her out of this. She wants to throw pottery. I don't understand that. Yeah, well, you know. No, I'm kidding. That sounds fun. So this is a very cool and great idea. And some of them are just afternoon or day trips. Mm -hmm. And then some of them are a little more extensive. That's great. That's amazing. Whose idea was this? Ellen? It's the Ellen show. Well, we we actually started a list at one of our retreats where we sit down and and at the retreats, we talk about firm goals. Uh And then we talk about individual goals on a monthly and on an annual basis. And then we circle back the next year and see where we were on achieving our goals from an annual basis. Maricel is the only one who always checks all the boxes. Steph and I do what we can, but we're no, we're no Maricela. And then we also do, what's it called? I literally just forgot the word, evaluations. So we evaluate each other. So the three of us will sit down and we'll complete an individual self-evaluation. What? Oh yeah. This sounds crazy. It's, and uh, is there anonymity here? Oh no, no, no. <laughs> oh no. <laughs> well, <laughs> that would be hysterical. You should have said they're anonymous. <laughs> yeah, 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 right, yeah. All that, all that would have been much funnier. Yeah, yeah. Um, But we, so we fill out written evaluations for ourselves and for each other. And then we sit down and we go around the table. Oh my God, how painful is that? You know, well, it depends on who it is. It can't be that bad. No, again, because, you know, they're awesome. I do my best to keep up with them. I have said on more than one occasion, thank goodness I'm the boss. Otherwise, I think Maricela would fire me. To which (laughs) she always just laughs and never disagrees. But what I love about that and what I love about our office is, you know, there are, be careful what you, what questions you ask, because you might not want to hear the answer. And, you know, there have been times when they're like, Barb, we really wish that you would not their worst is, oh, you're going longer on a call than you should. So therefore we've got appointments stacked up. So once the train right. gets off the track, good luck getting it back on track and it negatively impacts them. And and your clients that fall behind. So they are looking out for the whole firm, which is, I think, so important. Exactly. Well, give me an example of some of the questions. Oh, are they the same every time? Or yeah. Do you, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We, we have a form like how teamwork, attention to detail, mastery of the law in in terms of, you know, and and they always grade themselves low as far as that goes. And I'm like, guys, you will never be fives because it's a scale of one to five because there's always something to learn. But are we doing what we can? Right? Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Now, do you somehow, two questions came Mm -hmm. up in my mind. 
Do you ever tie, you said you set firm goals and individual goals or any of those monetary as far as either billing or collecting? Well, in Florida, you cannot incentivize non-lawyers financially. So Stephanie, you could. Yes. Okay. Yes, I don't, but you're okay. right. You're right. I so could. you leave that out for both. Correct. Okay. I am a huge proponent. So five million lifetimes ago, I used to be in direct sales when I would have a downline and we got into a whole discussion. And I think this is for important for people to recognize the difference between incentive and reward. And if you're trying to get somebody to do something if you give them a reward after the fact, not knowing that they were trying to achieve something. a goal, then it's not an incentive. It's a reward. So I more often than not am the fan of a reward as opposed to an incentive. And quite frankly, for those who are really anal retentive bean counters listening to this, they're going to cringe when they <laughs> hear me say that I will sometimes, at least a few times a year, look in my bank ledger and see if I'm sufficiently flush and will give them a monetary reward. Or That's I try amazing. to celebrate holidays, like don't, hopefully they, this won't come out before Easter. But, you know, like I, I got them Easter baskets with treats in them and cookies. Probably not because I'm about cookies. I'm about done with Easter cookies they're, for now. Oh, okay. Yeah, they're, they're, they're about dead to me, you know. Right. Well, the bunnies are really cute. They Feel free to eat some more because uh, I know that's where you're headed. So, and then gift cards from Target to give them as well. Do I need to do that? No, but it makes me happy. Right. And I like being able to make them happy because yeah, it does make us closer as a team. Although it's very interesting too. Thank goodness they get along as well as they do because for me, it's almost like having two daughters and I have to get them the same thing, but right. in different colors. You know? <laughs> <laughs> One can't be blingier than the other because they're going to be like, funny. what the heck? But yeah, it's, it's pretty awesome. You took them both to the Clio conference last yes. year because your office is a Clio office. And I think you had gone the year or two before by yourself, right? Two, I've been, this, so this past year was my third year. So you went the first two years. Yeah. You got a lot out of it, I know. Yeah. So then you come back here and you're trying to probably remember everything, explain everything, get them to execute everything. And then did you just decide, oh, I'm just going to take them this year? Yeah, well, the reason being, because what I love about Clio, and this obviously, this is not a Clio advertisement. It's just coincidental. No, it's cool. They're a sponsor. We can say great things about them. Well, I would say it even if they weren't a sponsor. As but would I. What I love about Clio's conference is it works on a micro right. and a, a macro level and in between. So like I was going to these things at the Clio conference that was really about how to, you know, create custom fields, none of which I do in my firm. Maricela handles all that. So I'm sitting there, I'm like, gosh, you know who could really benefit from this? Right. MC, she should be here. And then some of the things they do also are talking about like in between that, how can I use technology to make my life more efficient? I'm like, Steph, as a budding lawyer, wouldn't it be great for her to learn this right. stuff now, getting good habits sooner rather than later? No, I love that. And I think that, again, just sort of shows your commitment to your firm and to your family and your staff. And then tell us a little bit about how you think like all of your friends are lawyers, a lot of mine are too. How do you think this approach to running your law firm makes yours different and very likely better than some of the other law firms you see out there? Well, I do can... any of your friends ever say to you, you're crazy. I would never share a hotel room with my assistant. Yes. Right. Yes, yes, yes. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. I, I guess maybe it's because I came to being a lawyer at age 37 
And I had had all kinds of shit jobs working for shit people before then. That to, we all? Right. To, to me, it was just recognizing the importance of people in the relationships yeah. that we could be ditch diggers. Please don't make us be ditch diggers. But I would like to think that this relationship would transcend or apply to whatever it is that we were doing. And I think, I, I would hope, I don't want to speak for them, but I would well, hope- Well, they had their chance. They did, they did. That, Let's that, go ahead and speak for them. That they have that they have a sense of loyalty. Agreed. And there's a sense of trust. So when I posit, we do good. Our job is to help people and end their suffering as- grand as that sounds, they believe me when I say that because they know, they see it, you know, that they, they, they we, live it. They live it. And then do you think that this all just passes down to your clients? You have happy clients that, you know, you guys do a great job for your clients? I think so. I've had my firm six, seven years. In that span of time, I've had maybe three or four people complain about the bill. You know, so we- That's it. The only thing we do flat fee is bankruptcy representation, but everything else is hourly. And people don't complain for two reasons. One, we are very conscientious with our billing practices. And two, I will periodically pick up the phone and call a client and say, hey, I'm not billing you for this because I'm always talking about money because I don't ever want people to have this big question mark. Yeah. Like, she's asking about my golf game. Is she charging me $300 an hour for this? So I let them know up front that, hey, this is non-billable or, okay, I'm cutting off the timer now and let's just talk about life, what's going on. But there are oftentimes I'll pick up the phone and call a client and say, hey, just talk to me. How are things? What's the temperature at home right now? No, no charge. I just know that we're getting ready to go to mediation in a couple of weeks and we'll talk about it with greater specificity when the clock is running. But for now, just tell me what's going on. And people appreciate yeah, that. Of course they do. So we're just trying to maintain and respect relationships with people, whether it's colleagues or clients or judges. Each other. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Well, Babs, thanks for letting me crash your afternoon and um, talk to you about this. I think it's going to be really interesting for a lot of people. And tell everyone how they can find, friend, or follow you on the internet before I let you go. The best way, honestly, is to email me, and that's Barbara at bleachlaw.com. I have a Twitter handle, but I never check it. I know, shame on me. And then I'm also Facebook, and I love Facebook friends. So please reach out to me. I would love to chat with anyone who has any questions or thoughts or can help me make our practice better. I would love that. You are very, very generous with your time all the time. So yeah, listeners, take Barbara up on that. She's really just a brilliant lawyer and a great friend and just an awesome human. And I know she's always excited to hear from new people. So I want to make sure and thank Barbara and tell everyone that if you would like more information about what you've heard today, make sure you visit the new solo page on legaltalknetwork.com. I will make sure that we post some pictures of Barbara. And it's a shame that we're not on video right now because <laughs> <laughs> I walked in here and Barbara had these earphones that are wrapped around or wrapped inside of a headband that are bunny ears. 
and I've been wearing them this whole time. So I'm not even <laughs> sure how she's managed to keep a straight face. <laughs> I'm used to this. <laughs> I'm, I'm used to this with you. <laughs> this is like tame compared to when we're in New Orleans and now we're oh, usually wearing wigs. Come you, on. <laughs> you all should have seen us. Like we formed this girl gang during Mardi Gras. And uh, well, maybe I'll post a picture of that too because it's pretty amazing. Plus <laughs> on our on our rides. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, we're at the end of the show. I'm Adriana Linares. Join us next time for another great episode. Oh, and if you have a second, please take a moment to rate us on the iTunes podcast with five stars would be amazing. If you don't want to give us five stars, then don't even go there. But remember, you're not alone. You're a new solo. Thanks for listening to New Solo with host Adriana Linares. Tune in again to learn more about how to successfully run your new practice. Solo, here on Legal Talk Network. The views expressed by the participants of this program are their own and do not represent the views of, nor are they endorsed by, Legal Talk Network, its officers, directors, employees, agents, representatives, shareholders, and subsidiaries. None of the content should be considered legal advice. As always, consult a lawyer. If you're a lawyer running a solo or small firm and you're looking for other lawyers to talk through issues you're currently facing in your practice, join the Unbillable Hours Community Roundtable, a free virtual event on the third Thursday of every month. Lawyers from all over the country come together and meet with me, lawyer and law firm management consultant Christopher T. Anderson, to discuss best practices on topics such as marketing, client acquisition, hiring and firing, and time management. The conversation is free to join, but requires a simple reservation. The link to RSVP can be found on the Unbillable Hour page at LegalTalkNetwork.com. We'll see you there.